So I um <laughs> earlier this 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 month in Spook'em Up month, I was really proud of myself. I for once actually said, here's the movies we're doing. We're gonna do like the fourth movie we'll do, last one of the month, Hocus Pocus. It'll come out on Halloween. And then I realized there's five Mondays in October. So this is gonna come out the week before Halloween. And it was really set up pretty well. Like it's about Halloween mm. in Massachusetts. Yes. Where most of us are from. Uh, some of it. Well, we're all from, but <laughs> who's not from Massachusetts? We don't all still live in Massachusetts. Is oh, what oh, 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 wow. Yep. Not to, not to point fingers. <laughs> I'll leave. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was like perfect. It'll be on Halloween. But uh, yeah, no. Looking looking forward to next month. I was trying to figure out the theme. Still haven't. And it was like, okay, well, let's figure out if it's a five Monday month, then I need to make sure it's like a really good theme. And I was like, wait a second. This is a five Monday month. <laughs> Uh, so the four that I had mentioned before, Poltergeist, The Thing, House, and Hocus Pocus still happening. Um, the fifth one might be It. All right. Do you want to do Scream? I haven't seen Scream. Let's do Scream instead. I feel yeah. like that'll be more fun. Can I just scream the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. If that's the price. <laughs> Robbie watched the wrong movie and it's just someone screaming the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I just YouTube Scream and this is like four and a half hours. <laughs> So yeah, so it's my bad on the date mix up. So um, instead, you'll have Hocus Pocus for a whole week leading up to Halloween. Maybe that's better. So it will be it's for not. SEO. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you know, silver linings always. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, you guys know I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be be apologizing for not knowing how to look at a calendar or. Something along the lines of, uh, I put a spell on you, and now you're listening to Late to the Movies. Uh, Waiting for it to land. It did a little, I said Waiting uh. for it to land. Mm -hmm. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to (laughs) fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, the movie is Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus 2. Uh, 29 years apart, right? 94 yeah. and uh, 93 and 2022. <laughs> I was talking yeah. when I watched it the first time, we were talking about that. It was weird they didn't wait to do the 30 years, but it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, well, they need the money now. It, <laughs> oh, yeah, Disney. It, you, you it, it comes back. Much product placement that they really need the money right now. So it, it comes back every like about 30 years, Robbie. Sometimes it's like 27, 29, uh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right. You yes. never know. <laughs> uh, my guests, your guests, everyone's guests this week, left right across your podcast dial. We got Ray. Hi. Pretty good. Uh, Craig. Hey. Jordan. Hi. And Robbie. Ooh. Jordan, this is your second episode, so it back is. again. Wasn't too bad last time, I guess. It wasn't. Good. We always start by talking about, you know, what have you guys been watching lately? But let's try and th- make it thematic. What Did you guys see anything spooky lately? I guess. Not really, I feel like. Oh, okay. Uh, we watched, like, we rewatched a couple Stephen King movies, actually. Okay. Because we, we watched Miser- Misery. We watched um, The Green... The Shining, The Green Mile, and then just to round out, I had to watch Shawshank Redemption. I don't know why. Yeah, sure. Just some of, some of the best King movies. I dig it. You watched an, some King adaptations too, I know. I did. I I read it, and then I was uh, compelled to watch the movie, part one and two. And hot take, I liked part two better. So hate on me on the internet. I don't care. That is definitely not the consensus. Yeah, well, they're wrong, and they didn't read the book. <laughs> Probably, probably not, but 
ju- they they were judging it as movies. Most people have jobs and they can't afford to read a book that <laughs> takes two years to read. <laughs> it was a long weekend and everyone was busy. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Jordan, have you watched anything cool recently? I mean, I've been watching Netflix documentaries. Nice. Anything good? I got stuck on that Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Yeah, so a lot of we, people did. We uh, we watched the <laughs> really horribly named one, and then also the more true crime, not dramatized one. The the good one. Yeah, you watched yeah. Dahmer Monster, the Dahmer story. <laughs> Dahmer <laughs> Monster, Monster Dahmer story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we watched that one. Um, I thought that one was interesting, but like way too over dramatized. Because I I actually didn't know much about Jeffrey Dahmer other than that he was a serial killer. And uh, I mean, it's just so graphic and horrible that you really didn't need to show any of it to make me horribly uncomfortable. And so it was, I don't know, they showed way more than I needed to. And the other one that was just like them telling the actual story and going over like the tapes and stuff I thought was better. Yeah. 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 Cool. I watched the tapes too. I like that one a lot. I did not watch the dramatization. Uh, Yeah, I have like... No, no desire to watch. Those. Watch the Gacy one too. Yeah, uh, all of those ones—the Bundy one, uh, the Gacy one, and the Dahmer one—those are all fantastic. I, I love those quite a bit. I don't know if I should say that. Can you scratch that. I enjoyed those. I love them. Put them on when I'm trying to go to sleep. <laughs> those are some of Robbie's heroes. <laughs> I just don't feel like I can pull off the glasses. Did you ever watch Mind Hunter? <laughs> no. I think it was like the anniversary of its. Uh, I don't. Know, I never know. Is it premiere? It's on. It came out on. It, I mean, as a Netflix show, so I don't know if premiere is appropriate because it's just premiere and also finale of the first season came out on. I don't know how many years. Yeah, ago. but that's like about the bad guy that kidnaps, captures all the dream boats, right? <laughs> what? Yeah, I was making a joke about how everyone writes love letters to Bundy and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> Mindhunter is about the guy that catches them, right? Uh, yeah, they talk to guys with minds. They hunt. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's te- te- telepathically, because I watch the shit out of that. No, it's uh, it's like based on uh, investigators talking to serial killers to like try and get serial killers. Oh, interesting. And like filling out psychological profiles and stuff. Oh, is this a documentary or is this like a? No, it was. It's it has actors in it and it was oh, okay. show run. I'm not sure how creatively involved he was by David Fincher. Hmm. Um. I think Jonathan Groff was one of the actors in it from uh, Matrix Resurrections. I'm just picturing this being super cheesy now, right. and I'm just imagining um, if anyone's ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall when she's in the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> show where she can talk to dogs to solve crimes. <laughs> Animal instincts or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of horror stuff. Um, Halloween, as we're speaking, Halloween a- ends came out today. Um, it was I was going to try and round up people to go see it in theaters. As, that's like fun, but it was also just on Peacock, so it felt like a lot cheaper prospect to just watch it on Peacock. Hmm. Uh, Halloween ends very strange, very weird. The titles have the same font as Halloween Three, which is the infamous one that isn't about Michael Myers. Um, or anything that the other movies are about that was the one that where they were attempting to make it an anthology and just do something completely different. Hmm. Um, all the other Halloweens have the same like title font except for Halloween three and now Halloween ends. So I think they knew they were doing something pretty divisive with this one. 
I thought it was a pretty bad movie that I liked a lot. Okay. I don't know how else to put it. Like as a movie, it's barely functional and there's a lot of things that go nowhere and aren't explained and kind of don't work at all. But like, I still liked it. I'd like now going to sleep and then wake it up. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I had a good time with that movie. So I don't know. Yeah. It's like a solid two, two and a half star movie that I really liked. I so I don't know. It's yeah. every sci-fi movie I've ever watched. It takes without, yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Cause it just, it just came out. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out for a week, but for the people in the room, it literally came out today. So, um, but some of the other ones, the sort of weird narrative paths that they follow that have like people make fun of for going and, you know, having like a, a supernatural cult that gives Michael Myers powers and stuff. And um, the first, the 2018 reboot, that is, this is the end of the trilogy of Halloween, then Halloween kills now Halloween ends was really praised for just being like back to basics, pretty ground level, just a direct sequel to the first one, ignoring everything else. It's just Michael Myers. He's just a dude. This one doesn't do that. Let's say <laughs> um, this one makes some choices. All right. Michael Myers isn't in it that much, so pretty weird. What did they do with Halloween 3? Like how you said that was like... Halloween 3 is called Season of the Witch, and that was their attempt to say, okay, we're done with Michael Myers, but we're just going to say Halloween, and here's like a horror movie about something that happened on Halloween. Okay. And they were just going to make it like an anthology series. So there was a witch was the bad guy in it? No. Um, uh, Season of the Witch was about masks that killed people. Oh my God. But not Michael Myers mask. There was like a witch mask and a pumpkin mask and like a skeleton mask. They could have just used them. <laughs> and the masks that killed people were powered by Stonehenge. Of course. Yep. And it was, and they were activated when um, a specific commercial jingle played mm. and it turned children's heads into bugs. Love it. Like a uh, oogie boogie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And people <laughs> love this movie. No, it was extremely divisive <laughs> at the time. People were really disappointed, but it's one of those things that over time people were like, actually, that one's like the second best one. So that can't be true. Like <laughs> the Halloween series is mostly bad. <laughs> the first one's amazing, but sorry. Okay. I didn't catch you off. It sounds like some kind of like Mad Libs thing. Like, oh, like yeah. <laughs> let's build a horror movie. Let's Stonehenge and uh, yeah. turning into bugs and... <laughs> Commercials. Yeah. <laughs> commercials. Like, yeah, everyone knows that Stonehenge hates commercials. I haven't watched it in a while, and I think the last time I watched it, it was still not considered good by the internet yet, so I think it was an ironic watch, so mm -hmm. I don't have all the details. I think it's literally they put, like, a tiny shard of Stonehenge in each mask, oh my God. <laughs> and that's how they're powered. It's something like that. I'll check details and take that out if I'm wrong, but Stonehenge is involved. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, very much nothing to do with Michael Myers or Laurie Strode. Moral of the story, don't take pieces off of Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the new movie Strange is the takeaway, but it's, you know, I appreciate a big swing and it takes a couple of really big swings. Hmm. Um, none of them connect, but <laughs> it's... <laughs> um, it does have like a satisfying final showdown thing, but... You know, it's funny. Michael Myers is mostly just like reacting to things throughout the movie. Like other people are sort of driving proceedings and he's just kind of like, what the, f okay, I get whatever, I guess I'll go along with this. For some and reason, like, when it's you a said weird he's, dynamic for Michael Myers. Well, you said he's reacting to things. I just pictured like YouTuber thumbnails where they're like grabbing their face and like making expressions. But I, I see what you, you yeah. mean by that. Michael Myers reacts. <laughs> Mm. whoa nasty kill bro yeah a lot of uh, horror stuff coming out recently i did watch werewolf by night since last time uh we potted which i think we mentioned it maybe that's the 
Marvel Studios thing that just came out with Gael Garcia Bernal. Um, that's just a one-off, I think. It's pretty good. That's just on Disney Plus, like 50 minutes long. Hmm. Uh, Midnight Club, the new Mike Flanagan show is out. I'm about a third of the way through it. Oh, nice. It's pretty good. It's, you know, it's not my favorite Mike Flanagan miniseries on Netflix that has Midnight in the title, but okay. it's it's second. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I really like the first one, so. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that one. It just happens to be two shows in a row that it both have midnight and one other word. Gotcha. Um, anyway. Um, also, each episode this month for Spook'em Up Month, I'm watching something on the streaming service Shutter and talking about that. And the one I watched for this episode is Phil Tippett's Mad God. Do you guys remember talking about Phil Tippett on a different episode? Dinosaur yeah, Supervisor. I do. Dinosaur Supervisor. The Dinosaur Supervisor in Jurassic Park worked on RoboCop, Star Wars, a bunch of different things. Starship <laughs> Troopers. Um, wow. Phil Tippett has been working on a movie called Mad God for 30 years. I think technically came out in 2021, but not wide, and just got on shutter over the summer. So I'm counting it for 2022, <laughs> whatever. Um, it is a lo- mostly stop motion, um, no, with no dialogue, 85 minutes of kind of phantasmagoric... Uh, super bleak dystopian future, extremely gross, um, very, very bleak, worth mentioning twice. Pretty, I guess, scary, but mostly just disturbing. Uh, it's really good. I recommend it. That's my recommendation this week. Sounds like this yes. was his like therapy for not being able to make dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sounds highly recommended. <laughs> really good. It's got you know, 90 something on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh, yeah, it's now, fucking weird as hell, but it's you, good. You said he's been working on this for 30 years. Yeah. Is that just how long it takes to make an 85 minute movie in stop motion? It's it's that and also like it's his own project. He's the he's like the credited director of it and I think maybe writer too and it was what he was doing on his own time in between projects basically that he was like actually getting hired for. Hmm. Um yeah, so this is it's, it finally came out. He finally finished it. Good for Phil Tippett. I think he's like in his 80s now. He can move on with his life. <laughs> I never want to work on anything for that long. No, it better be good. So the whole time I was kind of nervous, like, oh, if I don't like this, like if someone gives you something and says, I worked on this for 30 years and you're like, yeah, it's not for me. Like, it's kind of a bummer, but I liked it. I'm not even going to work on my children for 30 years. <laughs> it's not no, you get half that at best. <laughs> if they're lucky. Yeah. Um, anyway. And then I didn't even realize this, but just, I think like just today, a new Dario Argento movie came out on Shudder. Uh, Dario Argento, the OG of Giallo. See what I did there? Um, this is this iconic, masterful 70s and 80s Italian horror filmmaker. Suspiria is probably the big pull because it just got remade with Dakota Johnson a few years ago. Opera. But Giallo is a genre of Italian slasher that's like really stylish, really violent. And he's like the dude. Um, and so you'd think him making another movie would be a big deal. It's his first one in like 10 years, but apparently it's like reactions seem to range from this is terrible to like, okay. So um, that's, I'm probably not going to watch it, but it's cool that that's just on Shudder. New Argento movie. How much I, is Shudder paying you? Uh, nothing at all. I'm paying them, in fact, for <laughs> their services. <laughs> 
I don't know. I'd say it's it's one of the only good streaming services, I think. So it felt like a fun one to spotlight this month. Um, Anyone got a fun transition? Anyone remember like the chanting? Something about Magic of Mystica? uh, Magic of Mystica, Ithaca. Ithaca is in New York. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to talk about hoax. <laughs> you, you hear that? Uh, come little podcast listeners. <laughs> we'll take you um, to the next segment. <laughs> it's about hocus pocus. I don't, I don't believe in any of this. This is just, it's hocus pocus. Yeah. The Leo meme pointing at the screen. He said it. He said hocus pocus. <laughs> Anyway. As soon as he said it, I was like, the name of the movie. <laughs> Ichika right. Kuputa Maleka Mystica. It's, I don't like what he's doing over there. Yeah, they, they, they <laughs> he's weaving it. some spells and shit. I don't it, like it. Yeah, like it's all, all written in spell language, too. It's great. Ah, yeah, English. It's a Pinterest board. Oh, know. okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, each uh, something I'm trying to get better at doing is saying, before we get into the plot summary, like, do you have a familiarity with this movie. Is it your favorite movie? Do you kind of hate it? Have you ever heard of it before? So this is a movie I've watched a lot. I think that's probably true of a lot of people, our generation, especially area besides at least one person in this room. Um, Robbie, <laughs> I have never watched it before. I just watched the first and second one for the first time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How did, so well, we'll get more into how that happened. Okay. But, uh, Jordan. This is a Halloween classic for me. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Guys? I have never seen this movie all the way through. I've seen parts of it, though. Really? Yep. Never seen Hocus Pocus all the way through. Wow. Um, I may have seen it one time, but it was one of those things where I was like, when I'm watching it, I don't, I don't really know what's happening, so it was gone from my memory. Wow. Okay. So wide range. Um, this is one that was definitely on all the time for me. It's just... And just was on TV all the time. And then was also like at least a yearly watch, I think, catching most, if not all of it on TV or like specifically on the VHS or whatever growing up. Um, yeah. Robbie, you want to give us a plot summary? I've just, we'll just do the first one first. Okay. We can do that. Yeah. Go for it, dude. All right. So you start off, it's like the 1600s, something like that. Yeah, 1600s. And uh, there's a dude that wakes up. His little sister's running into the woods and they're like, where's my sister? And they're like, they're summoning. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go towards that big glowing light. And he runs into the woods and uh, the witches have a sister. They're trying to get an age spell so they can be young and pretty forever. It doesn't stop them. Sister dies. Kind of dark for a Disney movie, but that's cool. Uh he gets turned into a cat. They kill the witches, but they say if a virgin lights the candle on Halloween, comes back to life. Guess what happens on Halloween? Virgin from California lights the candles. Uh, he's trying to get this girl to like him, blah, 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 blah. It's like a, a B-movie romance plot thing. 20 seconds. And then uh, they come back to life. They steal the book. They're trying to hide from him. The witches go and cast a bunch of spells and stuff. They're running around. They think they catch the witches in a boiler. They escape. He opens the book, they get the book again, and then, uh, yeah, they have a showdown in the cemetery. They end up stalling him until the sun comes up and the witches die. And then the cat dies and he gets to go back to heaven with his sister. Yeah, sounds uh, sounds about right to me. You went five seconds over, though, so we will have to cut off the ending and make it sound like you just stopped talking. But All right, that's, that's okay. fair. So as you guys well know, um, the Salem Witch Trial is one of the most needless and catastrophic losses of life in American history. <laughs> what this movie presupposes is maybe they had it right. <laughs> 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 
Well, yeah. I mean, witches were bad. There was women with. We don't freak know for sure ideas. they were wrong. They were definitely reading books. <laughs> that was, that's always been funny to me because it, it's, it's, it's the same weird kind of tension of going to Salem. Um, have you guys ever been to Salem, like for Halloween or just at any time? Yes, and wherever this was was definitely not filmed in Salem. There's no way, right? I don't. I think. I think it was. I don't. I feel like. Well, definitely not at Halloween. <laughs> well, it's hard. It would be harder to do it yeah. then. Yeah, there's like ten thousand people in Salem on Halloween. Yeah, it wasn't and- as big in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> after after this, it definitely helps. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you haven't been there before, Salem's weird because it is like a actual city with you know some shops that aren't related to witchcraft with a legitimately world-class art museum in the Peabody Essex Museum and then some of the most tacky tourist trappy witch-related shit you will ever see which again presupposes maybe they had it right (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's just it's it's this weird tension of like commerce and history and you know being a historical site but also (laughs) flying in front of the moon on my broomstick um what would you guys think of this movie? <laughs> I, I thought it was an enjoyable movie. I mean, I'm I'm not going to nominate it Wait, for what, the Oscars. What you say? I thought it was an enjoyable movie. Enjoyable, okay. Yeah, I just, I I just thought it was like a fun childhood like I don't know. I think it was good for what it was. We got to fill an hour. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not all I have yeah, to say. Yeah, it's fine. Just, what do you want from me? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We can get into it. But right. yeah, I mean, for I, I've never really been a huge fan of like Disney original movies. I don't know if I'm probably not the I don't know. That's not the majority opinion. But um, I don't know. I, I It was better than I thought it was going to be. It was darker than I thought it was going to be. So I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, they're all about eating kids. Yeah, I am also not a big fan of like Disney original movies, and it kind of gave me that vibe. Um, but I also thought it was fine. Um, it wasn't bad, uh, but it like didn't blow me away or anything. I think it would have been better if I had seen it when I was younger. Um, I think it could have, <clears throat> if it had some like nostalgia to it, it probably would have hit a bit better. But um, yeah, I thought it was okay. There's like multiple people I've talked to going into this episode that have said like, Jordan, like this is a classic for me every year. This is on, this is like probably my favorite Halloween movie. Which is, it's interesting. I guess the people who haven't seen it don't love yeah. it as much that the nostalgia is necessary. I don't know if it's necessary. I thought it was a very good movie. Not a very good movie. I thought it was a very <laughs> enjoyable movie. I just, I, I didn't have a bad time watching it. Um, I tried to rewatch it again last night to get ready for this, and I got about halfway through, and I was like, I don't think I can watch this again. Um, but it was, I don't, I, it was funny in parts, and I just did think it followed that like classic Disney storyline, which did bring back some nostalgia for me. Which I, I did enjoy those movies, unlike some people in the room. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is one that I I could add to like the Halloween rotation. You know, yeah. like when I don't want to watch like a horror movie, but still want to be in the mood for Halloween. Sure. Like I feel like I could throw this on and it would be. Yeah, it's like Scooby-Doo level yeah. kind of lo- a little bit above that, but not like, you know, Michael Myers or anything. Um, yeah, so this is this is probably actually the most interesting outcome because I think there is for a lot of people like our generation, some rose tinted glasses maybe looking back on this movie that is objectively or I may be consensus not being a kid at the time, people people who weren't kids at the time don't think it's that good of a movie. And, you know, maybe they're wrong. What did you think rewatching it since you you love this movie? What was your your take? Still love it? 
I mean, I still love it, but I, there's just also, there's a lot of things that I didn't understand at the time that I now understand that I think are really funny now. Yes. Still, so, um, yeah. yeah, it is funny how much both movies talk about virgins. <gasps> I definitely did not know what a virgin was last <laughs> time I watched this. <laughs> So it's been a while. <laughs> yep. I, I was, Someone who hasn't lit a candle. When I watched it, I, I went to go watch it with a group of friends and they had their uh, fourth grader there, which I think is like, what, nine or ten, something like that. And uh, she turned and asked what a virgin was and I got a good chuckle out of that. They just ignored the question. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I like the bit. If you're going to dress up as a cop with like really accurate costuming <laughs> on Halloween... I think it's a good bit to make the kids say he's a virgin in front of everyone. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. That's a good bit. I did really enjoy that. Yeah, it's a good bit. <laughs> I really liked that that police officer was just some dude in a costume because yeah. he like didn't really need to be. He could have just been a police officer and done all the same stuff. But the fact that after he was like, yeah, get thought I was a cop. <laughs> yeah. He put a lot of effort into having like a very authentic looking Salem PD uniform. So... I guess fun. good for him. It was funny to watch it as an adult too, because it was like, oh my god, he just stole this police officer. He stole a book. They're gonna send him straight to jail because <laughs> he's like, I got this stolen book, and he's like, ah, get out of here. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, I'm not really a cop. And I'm like, all right, then <laughs> just checks out. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, this is this is this is definitely a big movie for me growing up. Um, I remember there being now you can Google everything, but I remember there being like. Analyst debates over whether that guy's name was Thackeray or Zachary, <laughs> having never heard the name Thackeray before. <laughs> yeah, the subtitles just told me. I was like, Thackeray, what the hell's wrong with him? <laughs> like, oh, it's yeah. olden times. <laughs> we we were commenting on that name too, but I was like, oh, yeah. it's old, I guess, but Thackeray. His name is Zachary Beans. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot. And I think it's okay to say we're also going to talk about the second movie. And I just feel like, as far as the stuff in this movie, there's just a lot more of it and it's more dynamic with the talking cat and the different like family dynamics with the kid and the sister, Thora Birch, um, and like the romantic subplot too, which is just completely absent all of that from the sequel. Uh, so I don't know. There there's like a cat and they're like, oh, is that him? And they want to He's like, no, it's a boring cat. There was a romantic subplot, the other one, and it was that, like, this person has, like, kind of an idiot boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, that guy wasn't, like, a main character, though. No, he He was, like, four lines. I thought he was going to playing some kind of role, and he just did not. (laughs) I I thought that was a very interesting choice. It was just, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. I did like that he was like, wait, when I make fun of you all the time, that's being mean? Like, yeah, that one. Spe- I mean, speaking of movies with like a Disney Channel original movie vibe, the second one has a big, big decom vibes. I feel like, you know, very special episodes. We're learning lessons. Mm. Everyone's forgiven at the end for some reason. <laughs> Whatever. We'll get to that when we get to that. This movie, however, Thor Birch is in it as a tiny girl. She does some other stuff with her career. The other ones don't really. And then fucking Bette Midler's there. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, this is what five five years before Sex in the City. I want to say ninety eight probably started that. I did think it was an interesting choice to just have like one hot witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, <laughs> like these are. I was, I was very <laughs> interested in that choice. <laughs> uh, Kathy Najimy in there too has been in other stuff. She was really funny in like limited guest spots in Veep. Uh, she plays the Mary. I want to say the other mm-hmm. sister, redhead or. The other one. The other one. Okay. Not Bette Midler. Gotcha. Who's uh, Winnie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, 
I don't know who any of these people are except for Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> okay. Well, that's Sarah. Let's keep so it easy for you. The main character played by Bette Midler. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, she's she's the one who basically gets this movie going. It's uh, The ideas come up with McGarris, who does some acting, some writing some directing but he comes up with his ideas pitching it around disney's like yeah um but it doesn't really get developed for a while he brings it to amblin to ask steven spielberg if he wants to co-produce spielberg says no because <laughs> he doesn't want to work with disney oh interesting. um because he saw disney as a competitor to amblin at the time um but the movie is actually written for that main character we're saying is the main character because that's how all the if you read any of the descriptions like on disney plus they treat this witches as the main characters of these movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Bette Midler's role, Winifred, was supposed to be played by Cloris Leachman, who, uh, I'm trying to think, wait, did you ever watch Malcolm in the Middle? She's the grandma on that. Did you ever watch Beer Fest? Yes. She's the old lady in Beer Fest. Oh, that's really funny. Um, okay. <laughs> also, I mean, Mary Tyler Moore's show, Last Picture Show, She's has the record for most Emmy wins ever. But you would know her as the lady grandma with the- Beer Fest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Warming up the sausages. Yeah. I'm going to cut all that out. I just wanted you to know who Cloris Leachman is, yes. I guess. That was important to me for some reason. I appreciate it. Um, Worst possible way I could know who she is, because like that is not a good portrayal of like her, no, I don't think. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, Bette Midler is the one who basically gets this to happen, because when she expresses interest, she is a really big star at the time in the early 90s, and hmm. then the momentum this essentially goes into production right away. And I think she didn't like wearing the, the fake teeth, but other than that says it's like the most fun she had in her career. So you can see that it did seem like everyone had good, a good time yes. with the movie. Like they had a good, a good amount of chemistry going on and everything. Like no, nothing seemed forced. No doubt. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, especially in the first one, you feel like that they're just having such a great time. Um, yeah. All their, the weird little trills and like pitch, shifts that she does when she's just saying a sentence seems yes. like she's having a good time <laughs> I, I i think like i don't know i i enjoyed that they like had them like lean into the, the singing and stuff like that and they're like oh i'm on stage I'm, I, I i thought those were just they were interesting choices i could see where people like wouldn't like them but like i enjoyed the you know what i mean like the campiness i don't know if that's the right word but for that part probably is the right word yeah. but it was uh i don't know it was fun it was a fun watch i think was the what song do they do in the second one? Because they kind of recreate that scene with them singing "I Put a Spell on You" in the first movie. Obviously, it made a big impression on us. I watched it like two weeks ago. Unfortunately, I watched it a few days ago. I don't remember what the song was. I I'm trying last night, and I don't remember. It yesterday night. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. I don't remember because like, I, 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 I put a like, spell on you makes like sense for this character it was the the, the, the one way or another. yeah right. that's what it was yeah. and it's okay. just about getting someone because they're looking for tony hale but. yes yeah i it so, should have been magic related that's all mm -hmm. i'm saying i know we're not talking about the second one yet but i just gotta say i love uh tony hale in that movie like he just did he did a, a good job yeah. he just such a good job he it was job. very funny um so my only thought is during the night out in 1993, did they hear One Way or Another by Blondie and remember it for this time? I don't think so. Because. Well, I mean, not like we, we are you saying like, did they and we didn't see it 
for. I'm just saying because in the first movie they walk in and that guy's singing the song, and then she takes the the chorus but readapts the verse to be about her. Mm. Whereas in the second one they're just doing a cover of a song. That, so where did she get her power? Where did she where did she learn about this? You, <laughs> you know, know the, it actually crossed my mind when that happened. I was like, nah, it's just a Disney movie. I'm gonna let this go. <laughs> I, I, there's there's a bunch of things that we can just be like and how come but that that would be really uh boring I <laughs> so did, let's not do that i did really like when they were having their night out and just exploring like i thought the scene where they found satan like that was genuinely hilarious mm-hmm. like yeah, with the good. with the the wife and stuff like that like i'll tell you what i'm gonna call you like <laughs> master has married medusa <laughs> that's a, yeah that's... i did i did enjoy that whole thing that part holds up, even though it's really weird. So that's an uncredited Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, who are siblings. Okay. Um, Gary Marshall. He made the like the Valentine's Day movies and all the all these like big movies. Um, Gary Marshall. He talked like that. Yeah, he was great. So Winifred later in the movie makes a joke about a driver's permit, but doesn't know what a kitchen is. <laughs> They had kitchens back then. <laughs> when she's in Gary Marshall's house, she's like, "Oh, a torture chamber." She's <laughs> like, "I don't know, it's a kitchen." Yeah, no, I mean, none of it makes sense. And like I said, we shouldn't it, nitpick, but that's one that stood out to me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Kitchens I, didn't look like that back then. I did love what they were like with the bus driver, and he was like being wicked creepy. And then they were like, "Yeah, can you like take us to get some kids or something like that?" And he's like, "Yep." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, great bus driver." I don't know. He meant he was going to impregnate them. Yeah, uh, he made some kind of really yeah. creepy joke about making. Oh, he's like, "It'll take yeah. me a little bit." Yeah, and he said, "It'll take me a couple tries, but I'll do what I can or whatever." I thought he was. Oh my god! Yeah. You, some of the jokes yeah, you'll understand. Like, Robbie. I, I'm surprised you didn't relate because he just wanted Sarah Jessica Parker to sit on his lap yeah. for if, a little while. If you rewatch it when you're older, Robbie, some of the jokes will land better. I just yeah. I tried to recapture my childlike wonder, and I went a little too far. <laughs> wow! I really thought it was like, yeah, I'll try to steal some kids for you. <laughs> I thought that joke in particular was like way over the top. Like I could not believe that this wasn't a Disney movie. It's really funny. It's a '90s wow. Disney movie. Yeah, it's that they the didn't '90s. Care about that much, yeah. So. And kids don't understand. <laughs> it it wasn't that well received Robbie, when it came out. I don't even understand. Well, I think like there's like the you don't want to think they put a joke like that in a kids movie. So like you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. It was the nineties. They thought we were they thought we weren't impressionable. Mm. I don't know if we weren't, but apparently it like, yeah, I mean, I saw it at the time and that didn't bother me, I guess. So whatever. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. <laughs> So yeah, they leave there because Penny Marshall gets mad that Sarah Jessica Parker's dancing with her IRL brother. And um, yeah, then they're like out there. Their brooms get stoned, so they got to walk around. They're doing that walk thing sometimes, but not that much. No, only occasionally do they do their weird walk. I think that's when they... When they're like searching. For that's something. when they make the... When he makes the comment to like, these aren't... These are children. <laughs> they're, they just have costumes on. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that it took them a little bit to figure that out. That was kind of uh Yeah. That like this is actually just like a celebration now. Weird. <laughs> Weird. And they kind of do the a similar dynamic in the second movie because they're like everyone dresses like us now. <laughs> uh yeah. Anyway. So yeah, um this movie also has Doug Jones in it, not the former senator from Alabama, but <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said that? I know you were thinking that. Um, 
Uh, Doug Jones, the actor, he's in this movie. He plays uh, Billy Butcherson. And he's in a lot of... It's the zombie. <laughs> I just went to, like, the boys. I was like, wait, Butcher wasn't in this. No. <laughs> Isn't he also Billy Butcher? Carl uh, Urban and is Billy Butcher okay. in the, the TV show The Boys. Sorry. This is the movie that we watched for the podcast. Yeah, like, very recently, Billy Butcherson. He's in both movies. This is what we're talking about right now. He's in right both now. of these movies, both times played by Doug Jones, who I'm bringing up because... Um, and I'm not going to say it's because like other movies we could have been talking about, but he's like Guillermo del Toro's uh, prosthetics makeup guy. Okay. So he played um, the fish man in Shape of Water. He played some of the ghosts in Crimson Peak. He plays Abe Sapien, another kind of fish man in the Hellboy movies. Um, the guy with the eyes in his hands in Pan's Labyrinth, that's him. Hmm. So he so. plays two different fish people? Yeah. That's <laughs> For Guillermo del Toro. That's... Something to put on your resume. Yeah. <laughs> I need a, guy, a man for a fish costume. Oh, <laughs> well, I got the guy for you. <laughs> Del Toro's got <laughs> Let me call Doug. Doug's going to be all over this. Um, yeah, so I just want to call it out because he's in some really great movies and he's uh, very seldomly appearing just as like himself because <laughs> he's always in layers and layers of makeup. But uh, I think it's, it must be a really difficult skill that not a lot of people have, but he can do that. I guess he's like to prosthetics what like Andy Circus is to mocap. <laughs> well, yeah, that anyway. is supposed to be a thing, right? Like people like freak out if they have too much like prosthetic makeup on. Yeah, I could see that. Got too much shit on me. <laughs> I did really like the zombie. I thought he was pretty fantastic. Yeah, he does a good job. It's the movement. You got to have like specific movement down. So it's not just the prosthetics, but he also has like the kind of like, that's how a zombie would move, I guess. Joints don't really work. Yeah, exactly. I like that... Uh, he he's, he turns on Winifred at the end. Yes, I don't really know what changes to make him turn. I, I don't think anything changed because <laughs> he's I, just I, like oh, I'm over this. I I thought that from the beginning, like it seemed like he wasn't really trying to get them. And she told the story before they introduced him of how like she sewed his lips shut and killed him and stuff. And I was yeah. like, why would he want to work with her? And then like as soon as he gets the knife, and he's like, ah, oh, thank God. Like it seemed like he was trying to say like, like I don't know, like help yeah, me or something yeah, you're like probably that. Right. Like, he didn't seem super aggressive. I guess that's fair. That's why I felt the whole time too. I was I I, I assumed he wasn't like turned. Yeah, turns out he was just like like hey wait wait for me guys the whole time. <laughs> but he's a zombie, so like yeah. he's so is, only so scary. much you can do. Yeah. You just look terrifying. <laughs> um, the two the two like uh, goon guys. They're like in their forties, right? <laughs> yes, at least. <laughs> you mean Ice? Yeah, yeah the- J Jay and Ice. Who I thought was like a Jay and Silent Bob thing, but this comes out the year before Clerks, so I don't know why those guys map one to one with Kevin Smith and Jason Cl- Mewes. But- Clerks is a Jay and Ice thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess Clerks is a Jay and Ice thing. <laughs> yeah, um, like Ice even had like the long coat and like backwards. Like, I didn't really weird. appreciate that they had these two forty-year-olds who were going to beat up an eight-year-old girl for her candy. I think. Yeah, like, how are you not the ones embarrassed in this situation that you're, like, stealing candy? I think people just looked old in the 90s, right? Yeah. That My thing was, like, why are you stealing candy on free candy night? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you could just go get candy. Yeah. And I guess they starve to death because no one's going back to that house again. They're still there in the epilogue. <laughs> oh, that's... It's too bad for Jay and Ice. <laughs> ice. Uh, <laughs> so 90s. 
I was also impressed that his shoes fit ice. I think ice was two feet taller than him. <laughs> At least, yeah. <laughs> hey, kid, you got any smokes? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm a freshman. <laughs> well, what can you give us that? I like your cross trainers. <laughs> like, what is your deal, dude? I did think it was kind of messed up that they left him in the cages. Like, he took his shoes back and just left them there. Like, which is like, eat people, man. Like, you're just going to leave them there? I'm not going to risk my life to get these bullies out of a cage when they were, like, the witches were still around at that point. Yeah, but he went back and took his shoes, <laughs> you know? Priorities. Takes two seconds to take your shoes. You'd have to, like, figure out the cage. And, Could take ten seconds to get them out. <laughs> Don't want to waste that time. Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> oh, one thing I do want to say is I love movies that just take place over almost real time. It obviously takes place over what? you know, eight, 14 hours counting like the day before. But, um, I like when it's just like one night thing. Mm. I like that. I feel like that's a really dynamic way to, to do a thing. The first Halloween's like that. Um, and the first Hocus Pocus is like that. Hocus Pocus two is not like that. Halloween ends is not like that. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know, just, just, just a shout out for keeping things on one night. It's better. Yeah. Was I, Hocus Pocus two not one night. I thought it was. Was it one night? Yeah, I thought that was yeah. one night. Yeah, I just felt like it was too messy for me, I guess. <laughs> it was just one night. It was like exactly the same time frame. Oh, as God, this one. yeah. It's just, exactly. they go out to the woods and then they're back and then Tony Hale's doing some shtick. <laughs> they go to the house and Sam Richardson's doing some shtick on stage wearing like a wizard hat. That just felt like a three day event for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weekend. That was a long weekend in my mind. No, you're totally right. That's one night. So, Hocus Pocus 2 is in the good books, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to movies that take place on one night. It's a good thing. We made them begrudgingly do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Honestly, it just it, it blended with... I watched that, and then I watched Halloween Ends, basically. So, Fair. I guess they blended together. <laughs> Whatever. F- forget it. <laughs> For those of you guys who watched this as uh, children... Were you traumatized when that cat got hit by a bus and crushed? Because it was kind of graphic. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty graphic. It's yeah. the the reinflation of it. I think is worse because they actually have like bone cracking sound effects. Yeah, it was kind of horrible. I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty intense for like a kids Disney movie." <laughs> the, the only there's a couple like really unflattering sound effects that they use when Kathy and Jimmy does stuff too, that I thought were really rude. <laughs> I'm not going to call out any particular moments, but there's a few in there. I thought they were really rude. So you didn't have Ren watch this with you, but are you going to show it to her before Halloween's over, or do you think next year? I'll, I'll, I wouldn't be sure. I might throw this one on for her, because I just like putting on different things so she can like see different things. And she might like this one, because she likes spooky stuff and witches and zombies and shit like that. I feel like it'd be fine for kids. I don't think there was anything that was like crazy. Honestly, I think it might... It, might be hard for her to keep her interest. Mm, I could, okay, that makes sense. It takes a bit to get going. Um, I think the opening is actually pretty good in the first one. And yeah. then, you know, that's, I guess, tied you over until stuff starts happening. I, it might be a little slow for kids these days. Yeah, I, I did like the opening. I did like the relationship with the, the brother and sister, like you said, kind of the, the subplot stuff going on. And that I feel like a lot of that was in the beginning. And I, I did like that. It made sense. I feel like they had to do something like that because I knew it was going to be the same thing as the beginning with the sisters going to try and wish they were going to kill her and then the brothers got to stop it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all liked it. <laughs> I really liked 
like the betrayal of the witches in this because I wasn't expecting it to be like Satan worshiping, like children eating kind of witches. Um, and then I was trying to think about what other movies I've seen witches in and I can't really think of any. Blair Witch Project. Besides that one. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty fucked up in that. And you don't see the witch in that. <laughs> um, the Witch, the Eggers movie with Annie Taylor-Joy. Um, there's not really, there, there's like not as much focus on the, you don't see a lot of the witch slash witches in that one, but you know, it's still, there is witches in that. Is that the one with two V's? Yeah, the witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I did like that they were like, they got their powers from Satan. And I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Satan's our master, whatever they're talking about. Like, Snow White count? She's kind of witchy when she gets all, more crone, I suppose, when she's in her uh, poison apple mode. She doesn't have a spell book. <laughs> Evil queen. She does magic stuff, though. Does she have a spell book? <laughs> You're right. Boom. Do you have a spell book um, to be a witch? Let's consult <laughs> the scrolls. Um, yeah. You need one of those for sure. Big yeah. pointy hat or black hat. You, de- you definitely need a spell. You got to cast spell. She couldn't even remember like three ingredients. They were like screwing up making the potion for memory. So I feel like they definitely need a spell book. My thought too, when they were like, we we have to either, we have to try and make it from memory. I'm like, didn't you just make it like a day ago for you? And it was literally, it was literally like at most four things. It was like dead man's toe, some of your spit from your own tongue, Newt saliva and like one other thing I can't remember. <laughs> that cannot be right. It, that was pretty close to right. Robbie can remember and he can't remember the three main characters' names. <laughs> so they should have been able to remember the potion. All right. Well, I'm trying to make the potion. So <laughs> obviously, I mean, it, he wants to know where. Stay it, away from your neighbor's children. <laughs> making the potion. Turning these kids semi translucent and just kind of sniffing around them. <laughs> Getting younger, <laughs> super creepy. I really didn't like that. <laughs> you just like physically suck their soul out. Yeah. yeah, that was a poor ASMR experience for me. <laughs> well, I googled it, and apparently, it's eight cups of lime sherbet, four cups of lemon lime soda, <laughs> two neon drops of food gel, and black black sparkle gel for your decoration, and then two ounces of white rum. <laughs> oh, okay. For a while, I was like, oh, that sounds like the kind of stuff they made at kids' Halloween parties growing up, but the, not the last part. The last part was a twist. It's only two ounces, and there's like eight scoops and four cups. I mean, that's enough for kids to have. I feel like anything you Stay judge away by, from children. you know, <laughs> anything that the serving size is in scoops, so you got to be careful about the alcohol. Well, this is eight scoops and then four cups of Sprite. What is that? Like, I don't know, 2% alcohol? It's not that bad. <laughs> It's too much. It's too much. I mean, for kids, definitely. So I'm making potions about how it's the kids are fine. They they like rum. (laughs) Two drops oil of boil, which is the one I was missing. Dead man's toe, newt saliva, and a dash of pox. Damn it. Sorry. And then the last thing was add, add a piece of thine own tongue. They they bit a piece of their tongue out and spit it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Looked like it hurt. Um, you can only other, make the potion so many times. How much tongue do you have? <laughs> Not a lot of witch movies. I think these. The, this is probably like the witch movie, I guess. There's the witches that they've tried to make a couple times, the Roald Dahl adaptation. Most recently, just I think last year with Anne Hathaway. Do we remember that? Might have been 2020. It sounds familiar. I kind of remember it. Yeah, and the Angelica Houston one that came out, I want to say late 80s, early 90s. Creepy. 
Uh, practical magic. It's like witches. Uh, Suspiria we talked about before. The witch. That's really what comes up. This, I, you're right. I need the craft. There really isn't a lot of witch movies. I think I'm thinking of like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, yeah. Maybe like Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking of like mm-hmm. friendly like witches. Like that's what, what I think of when what comes to mind when I think of like stories that you watch on TV mm-hmm. about witches. What comes up on Google is Maleficent. So. <laughs> All right. She's a fairy. She's not a witch. Well, <laughs> tell Google that. Get Google on the line. Hey, Google. <laughs> fuck, fuck off. You fucked up. Yeah, it was nice to just see some nice evil witches. Mm. Macbeth. Switches in that. <laughs> I agree, though. I like these goofy evil witches. They yeah. were they were goofy. Yeah, I like goofy, but still trying to eat kids. Yes. I think that's a good balance. Not in life, but for uh, movie characters. <laughs> I agree. I thought for, it was a good balance. Like it was yeah, still like they were fun, and like I kind of like rooted for them a little bit. But they were they were evil, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I did like how stupid they were. <laughs> yes, when I watched the second one before I rewatched the first one. And I was like, man, they really dumbed these witches down. It's like dumb and there's there's no reason to make them this stupid. And then I watched this one. I was like, no, this is pretty much on par, actually. This is how stupid they were. <laughs> yeah. That's what I had said. Like, I watched both of them back back to back. And I felt like the movies were on par with each other. I mean, with the, I didn't have the nostalgia, but I still felt like, all right, these were equally, like, enjoyable movies. I wouldn't say, like, they ruined it in the second one. It's It's a really tough balance for a kid's movie to have a character that feels... Well, three characters, I guess, that feel genuinely dangerous for kids, mm. but also not so abhorrent that they can't be a big focus of the film and still have like comedic moments. Mm. And it's a tough balance, and I feel like they actually do kind of pull that off. Yeah, at least in the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't cut you off. Sorry. Oh yeah, I mean they had to be pretty stupid. Like they had to dumb down a lot though, because they have like endless magical abilities and they have to be beaten by children <laughs> twice. <laughs> I can conjure lightning, but I won't. So what they don't have is watches. They don't know when sunup's coming. That's kind of all they got over them. And they yeah. need the book and the kids can like play keep away with the book a little bit. Uh, they can't go on holy ground. Until they can? They went over holy ground. Yeah, they never stepped foot on it. When she did, she turned into a statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as soon as she stepped foot, she turned to stone. It took her a while, though. It did. She it was falls kind of down. Slow. She gets up. She crawls over to him. She starts sucking his soul. Out. Yeah, I was. This is. She should be like. Wasn't there supposed to be a problem here? Yeah. No. I, she does turn to stone. She takes a little while. Yeah, it takes a little while. It had to get through the shoes. The rubber insulated her from the holiness. Oh yeah. That's what. Because uh, the extra soul. Um. So now that we're getting to more like. It feels like we're kind of plot-wise just about at the end. The final confrontation, they're flying around. Like you said, they can't really touch the ground, but they kind of do turn to stone, whatever. Sun comes up. Bye-bye. Go. Everyone explodes. They explode a lot better in this movie. Than this. The second one, they just kind of fade away. Whatever. <laughs> um, you know, did you know that uh, some people in France actually did dance until they died in the 1500s? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the Dancing Plague of 1518 in Strasbourg. Do you know this? This sound. This sounds fake. Nope. No. <laughs> Everybody is confirming. Yeah, no, this is a real thing. There's like dozens of people that died. They just couldn't stop mm-hmm. dancing. Speaking of another mass hysteria event. Yeah. Um, and also because uh, Winifred tells them to dance until they die, I feel like it was, it was a good time to bring up the, the uh, Dancing Plague of 1518 in Strasbourg. 
and technically only the Roman Empire, but it's in France. I did like that they. That's what she did. Was she just told them all they had to dance, and then the uh, the movie ends with them all like really tired leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so so wait, dancing plague was this like? <laughs> was this a medical thing, or was this just like a party that they? It was one. Like so it was like this one girl, and the only reason I know about this is because there's an episode of Puppet History on it. So this information's from a puppet on YouTube, but. <laughs> It started that's with, where all the best information comes from, so that's all right. There's a hundred people. <laughs> there you go. But so wait, was this like a medical thing or was this like a mental thing? Where Mass hysteria. Just, okay. It's okay. kind of a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know if there was actually like, I don't know. I mental like, health is real health. Right. I don't know how many times we have to have this conversation. <laughs> yes. There he is. Big therapy. <laughs> They're still trying to sort it out, but like th- that time, still like trying to sort it out. <laughs> well, like what exactly? Francis had like one guy on this case for seven hundred years. <laughs> well, they, the historians are still because, like, I mean, even Salem stuff they've traced to um, mold in the bread, like could have come in causing hallucinations. So when food safety was non-existent and there's no like buddy to test anything, for all you know, there was like too much lead in the water or the gas they were using to light their homes was leaking or or just good old-fashioned mass hysteria one person could you know like it's yeah. just yeah i i was thinking more along the lines of like the freddy krueger like original story where it was like people got sick and like died in their sleep kind of thing oh i see what you know saying. like i thought like maybe there was like some kind of medical spasm happening or something that made them die gotcha uh it looks like it was heart attacks i uh, makes sense guys how did we get this far away from focus focus <laughs> Magic. Can we talk about the second one a bit, maybe? Yeah, well, I, I, I want to transition now. But any final open-ended thoughts on the first Hocus Pocus? This is... <laughs> no, I mean, it's off topic, but I'm just... I don't think being turned into a cat for eternity, eternity would be that bad. It's just, okay. just a statement. An immortal cat, too. Yeah. I just... I don't know why he didn't find a family sooner. Especially when he like could figure out how to talk too. Like it seemed like he couldn't at the beginning because yeah, he didn't we need, we need a timeline. Why did like when did he learn to talk? Were his was his family still alive? Well, <laughs> these are people killing witches though. I don't know that I would have been a cat. Oh, that been, yeah. I don't. I, it's I, like I gotta wait for this to blow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a time to be talking. That's fair. That is yeah, fair. That's fair. The ending of this movie is almost a shot for shot of the ending of ET. Um, yeah, I didn't see a spaceship at all. Well, there's no spaceship, <laughs> but the the you know mystical friend talking to the little kid and saying, "I'll be with you always," mm. um, literally a line from ET, and then like walking away, and the music swells, and it's this big like triumphant orchestral score, and you're zooming in on faces, ending on the kid Thora Birch. I, as you can tell, I don't remember her character's name, that's why I use her full name every time. Um, and zooming in on her and she's reacting and kind of sad, but happy at the same time. And you're ending on her watching them walk away. Like you're ending on Elliot watching ET fly away. It really, like if you watch both endings in quick succession, which I, I went to see ET when it was an IMAX just last month. So it was on my mind. I was like, why is this really? Oh, they're literally just doing the ET ending. They Spielberg said they didn't want that. He didn't want to work with them. They went, well, fuck you. We're taking your ending. <laughs> for what was, I believe, still at the time the highest grossing movie of all time. So I did think it was really weird that he got that attached to her because it had only been like four hours. <laughs> yes. <And> now, <laughs> he's been alive for 300 years and he's like, I will be with you always. It's like, you've known her for like four hours. They met guy. him after dark, right? Yeah. And it's sunrise. <laughs> yeah. 
he was alone forever though and he finally had... and i'm like why though why did he not find a family in 300 years yeah. he's a cat he had, he had to had, guard the candle he had to make sure he could be back for halloween all right you know if they locked him in the house it's and one day a year the he could yeah you just sneak out one day a year, bro. Humans are unpredictable, <laughs> and some of them are witches. I mean, <laughs> people didn't have indoor cats until like I don't know when. Nineteen ninety four. Well, no, but I mean, like he would have been able to get out. You know, yeah, like, people yeah. had like barn cats or whatever. Like he could have yeah. found a family. There's, yeah, there's no reason fine. for him not to. Um, um, Hocus Pocus Two is new to all of us because it came out a week ago today, as we're recording, or maybe it was midweek last week, maybe. Who cares? It came out about a week ago. So it's new to all of us. Who wants to do a one-minute plot summary of Hocus Pocus 2? I'll, I'll try. <laughs> it was very memorable. <laughs> well, and, and just to reiterate, you watched this yesterday? I watched it last night. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I see. So, so about three days ago. Okay, you guys ready? It buried right out of his mind. So it starts off by fixing the big mistake of the first one. It starts by explaining where the witches got their power. They get the book from some other witch in the woods <laughs> when they're children. Uh, we fast forward. Uh, there's some friends. They're with some not very descript relationship. They're doing witchy things. They go to like a magic shop. He's He's got the book. He's making fake black flame candles as like things he's selling. They, he gives her a candle for her birthday. They go into the woods. Oh, it's a black flame candle. The witches come back. You find out he's trying to get the witches back. He thinks they're good. They kick his ass. They're not good. <laughs> they're trying to eat children again. Um, they want to kill the, the the trio of our the girls who are our heroes, one of their fathers, because it's related to the reverend who like kicked them out of Salem. Um, all the shenanigans from the first one kind of happen again. We go to a final showdown, um, and our main character ends up actually being a witch, too, and then they cast a spell, and all the other three Sanderson sisters end up dying, and then everyone lives happily ever after. But now there's a good witch. But now there's a good witch. And there's still one more Black Flame candle for Hocus Pocus 3. The end. Uh, Until we were getting ready to do this episode, I did not know that there was a post credit scene. (laughs) (laughs) Ben and I just both found out this last night. Yeah. Yes. When I was accidentally watching the credits and I noticed there was a post credit scene. Did you see the post credit scene, Jordan? I saw the post credits song. No. Yeah. There's a scene like after the credits and it's the cat cobwebs like on a shelf standing in front of a box and the box is labeled Black Flame Candle number two. at the very very end okay i was like i let those credits play all the way through but yeah it's all the way like very last thing before it cuts back to you know your disney plus screen you forgot one really important part of the summary though what part Uh, walgreens has a fun treat with a halloween purchase now through october 31st head to your local participating walgreens (laughs) and spend 20 dollars on a halloween purchase to score a free exclusive hocus pocus 2 poster that's a good 20 minutes of the movie, right? There is an extensive scene in Walgreens. <laughs> La- saying a lot of brand names. They get all Everything these- faced directly to camera. Our brother-in-law loves Walgreens. <laughs> I need to know what he thought of this movie. It's, it's really what funny. What do you mean he loves Walgreens? I don't know. He's like 60. <laughs> it's a really weird thing to love. It's a very weird thing to love, but like he'll go missing for like hours at a time and he's just browsing Walgreens. 
Mm. Like we get him Walgreens like, gift cards for his birthday because he just loves being at Walgreens. He loves being at Walgreens. Yeah. I, is, there, is there like a particularly fun Walgreens that I don't know about? <laughs> Related, my my sister named her daughter Winnie for after the the witch. Really? Is that why she's named that? Yep. Yep. She's named after the witch. Oh my god, I love that. See, people really dig this movie. <laughs> well, the first one. Um, and they're going to name their second child Walgreens. Are we going with this? Yes. Yeah. The second child is Walgreens. It's, it's unisex and go, boy or girl. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to use it twice. <laughs> yep. One's nickname is Walgreens, Wall, Wally, and the other one is uh, Ginny. Yeah. Wallet. <laughs> Wallet Greens. Um, okay. That's. I was gonna, I had like other things I was trying to set up, but just hearing <laughs> that someone loves Walgreens has really thrown me off. Anyway, yeah, it's not. I think I think the Walmart product placement in the new Ghostbusters movie is worse, but this one is longer. I think so. It's pretty bad. Um, I but, thought the bit was decent. Like, oh, you want to look younger? Here, <laughs> have these new potions. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good it was a, a a good bit. I liked it. Yeah, for like a minute. Well, yes, but the bit could have been done without it being Walgreens. Like yeah, it yeah. could have just been a pharmacy. But yeah, they were I, like, I just, "Wow, it's Walgreens." I'm I'm just really allergic to brand names. No, no, no. That's it's fine. Like it definitely went on for too long. I just thought it was it was a fun take on like how do we distract these witches for a little bit? Says the guy wearing bank merch. <laughs> I get these shirts for free from my company. <laughs> they give us a link and they say order one shirt and I was like is there any tracking and they said no and I ordered eight shirts <laughs> hey quiet <laughs> cut that out <laughs> anyway fight the power um, okay so this movie jokes jokes aside much like this movie no I'm kidding it's, it's just a have of jokes in it um, supporting cast really good uh, we talked already about Tony Hale a little bit and Sam Richardson both doing great work. Sam Richardson's the guy in the gift shop. Tony Hale is the mayor and is also in the opening flashback or prequel where we learn how they get their powers um, as the pastor or something of the town. Uh, right? Reverend. 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 That's the word I couldn't find. Yeah. And now the descendant that looks exactly the same is, uh, yeah, he's uh, both uh, dad of one of the supporting characters functionally. And also the mayor of the town doesn't seem to be a very serious mayor. He's got he's got strong dad vibes. Yeah, and that's what I mean. He's more dad than mayor. I feel like in this movie, like I'm I'm just saying, like, why did he have to be the mayor? I think I prefer like my mayor to be like dad vibes. You know, yeah, that's fine. But he doesn't like I don't know. I'm not I looking for him to, to do mayoral. He's trying duties. to mirror the fact that he was the reverend. Like the reverend was the source of power back then, and the mayor yeah. is the source of power now. He just doesn't seem mayoral. <laughs> I thought he was super sketchy. I'm surprised right, everyone liked him so much. About. I like really didn't trust him the whole time. Oh, I was, the, the mayor? I was waiting for him to do something sketchy. Oh. But it's, I mean, it's a Disney movie. I didn't, I just thought it was weird. Oh. Uh, I just, I like that actor and I know him from Arrested yeah. Development and I just, I wouldn't That's picture right. him of having oh. like the ability to do something sketchy to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. It's probably it, just that they in, they came in with him as the reverend. So like I had bad vibes right off the bat. Yeah. That's fair. That's it, it's just a strange it's it's just a strange dynamic. That's not the that's not like my main bone to pick. 
Mm. I'm not trying to like cinema sins this. I just thought it was weird that he was mayor. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Like... I wouldn't have voted for him. Is what I'm saying. I feel like being the mayor of Salem would be very stressful. I feel like there's a lot of things you have to do as a mayor of Salem, yeah. right? That's fair. A lot of tourism do- dollars, though. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's a lot of decisions you need to make that affect like. There's a lot of very important public safety decisions. Yeah, especially oh, yeah absolutely, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many people you have to deal with That's all the time. And, yeah, uh, well, not in this portrayal of Salem it seemed no. like a, a large carnival and not like the massive event I'm sure it is yeah, yeah that's just like a crush of human bodies and way too tight of streets and stuff yeah. I, I'd be interested on the numbers of people that visit Salem during Halloween I think it's gonna be like over a bunch thousand like yeah yeah we didn't really get into this but going to Salem in the month of October is you know the downtown is like shoulder to shoulder with packed with people for I don't know like a five block by five block kind of radius sort of around the edge of the town green where like the witch museum is in that street that the Peabody Essex is on in the first nine days of October this year, 276,000 people visited Salem. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's insane. Yeah. Parking's really hard. If you're going, uh, <laughs> I've never been, so I'm just trying to get a scope. Oh. Like I assumed it's a lot, but like that's kind of cool. A massive yeah. amount. Of if, if you actually like, if you're there for the spectacle, that's one thing, but if you actually care about like the historical stuff, and like I said, the Peabody Eskies have great museum, mm. um, some cool restaurants and stuff because they have so much tourism dollars coming in that <laughs> when they're off season for them, they're th- that stuff's still open. Yep. Uh, it's a pretty cool town actually. But, Interesting. But yeah, in October it gets, busy I, I don't think i would like that like i, I don't have yeah. an interest in the massive bodies that's not fun <laughs> um I, I really didn't mean to start on such a weird note so one of the things that i don't love about sort of the direction disney is going in disney animation especially um on two tracks one is the villain list thing that we've talked about before on um, I don't know. We we talked about it before. I don't remember why, but we brought it up and talked about how Disney doesn't Encanto. have like villains anymore. Encanto, yeah, that makes sense. That's an example. Um, we're just sort of like <laughs> matriarchal familial guilt and trauma is the villain. Um, it's way scarier. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. That's the villain like, for every millennial. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true. It's hanging over all of our heads as a generation. Sure. I've never been chased by witches. Yeah. <laughs> However, parents fucked us up. So. Remember how you asked why I hadn't seen Hocus Pocus? Pocus? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Witchcraft. Like, I don't know how much you want to talk about, so we don't have to. But yes, because yeah, of the witchcraft. That right? was a hundred percent why I was. I didn't watch Harry Hocus Potter Pocus. too, right? Yeah, Harry oh. Potter, Hocus Pocus. It was witchcraft, not allowed. Did you see that article that I shared about the Texas lady? Yes, I did. I just yeah. feel like there's something yes. evil coming through our TVs, that, eating that up our children. My, that was my parents growing up. They bought into all of that stuff. Uh, Pokemon. I had to get rid of all my cards because it taught evolution. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Because right. it's so evolution. They glow white. Like turn into something else. <laughs> well, no, they they evolved. They evolved into their Pokemon. So oh, that man. was it. Was they were trying to indoctrinate people with evolution, but we all know we didn't come from no- monkeys, and the Earth is six thousand years old. <laughs> I remember evolving from a monkey. I turned there was this bright light. I had gotten way too much XP. <laughs> you just you had a moonstone. You're asking your parents to hit B because you didn't want to change. And you just <laughs> switch. You flash a little bit. That's why you couldn't play with Pokemon? I had like at one point I had to get rid of my Pokemon cards, yeah. Well, 
don't know why, but I thought you were going to say something like because of like animal fighting, like dog fighting kind of things, but no. No, it's the evolution. evolution. Or like anti-Japanese rhetoric (laughs) left over from World War II. (laughs) That was was the main point. Oh, man. But yeah, generational trauma is way scarier than witches. (laughs) So... Yeah, and this one is one of the, um, I guess, more effective children's villains in live-action Disney movie canon. And they kind of just make them like, like, they're cool. At the end, they're like, Winnie's like, I just want to be with my sisters. And they're like, you go be with your sisters. So, And she's like, I accept you. I, I feel weird jumping right to the end, but I will tell you, as the ending was happening... Yeah, we've been talking over an hour, yeah. so... As the ending was happening, I turned to Randy and was like, this is really weird. When she was talking about her heart, like, breaking, I was like, is she just gonna be good now? Because <laughs> there was really a lot been of... talking about eating kids. For there was a lot story. of shooting lightning, talking about eating kids. Sarah definitely said something like, when they were talking about the potions with the souls of the children in Marty, she's like, but I really like the chase. And I was like, oh my God, these are very evil witches. Yeah, but you can't have it. Nobody's going to like this take, but whatever. They made them monsters and they became monstrous. They just wanted to be together as sisters. They didn't want to get married to a boy she didn't like. And then everything progressed from there. And then when she realized her sisters were taken away because of her ambition, she saw what a monster she became and, and had an immediate twinge of remorse. That, that was my take. I'm just, just saying. Yeah, but I don't want them to have that happen. I, I, I just like, want them to be evil witches and have fun. Okay. I felt like I also got some mixed messages because the message in the beginning was Gilbert tricks them into bringing him back and he's like, no, they're misunderstood. And they're immediately like, no, we're evil. You're an idiot. <laughs> and then the rest of the time, Gilbert, everything just is not going well for him because he was very wrong. And in the end, they were like, you know what? Gilbert's kind of right. <laughs> All right. They I mean, it wasn't the lane. biggest deal, they, but they didn't pick a lane. <laughs> yeah, by the end, I was, when it was happening, I was like, "This is kind of weird." I mean, he, yeah, he did. He was trying to be like, you know, they misunderstood or whatever. But he did manipulate people into awakening this evil that very explicitly wants to eat all the kids in Salem. Yeah, that's um, like the legend. I, I, I and like. yeah, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm down for that." <laughs> Yeah, they probably they, was. They were probably speaking metaphorically. <laughs> it happened twenty nine like, years ago, so long ago. At the end, they were just like, "Yeah, we're cool with you, though. That's that's totally fine. It's fine that you tricked me into awakening right. this like." See major you back evil. at the store. Yeah. yeah, like what is that? For He's sure. like, "I'll give you ten percent off." Uh-huh. <laughs> twenty, no ten. <laughs> Are they still going to buy merch at that gift shop? She's that's a, what she's it seemed a, like. She's a witch now. She's going to get her witch supplies. <laughs> that's true. Um. I, I, I do feel like we've only talked about the mayor and the end of the movie. <laughs> but, okay, so the general... The other thing that feels like is missing... I don't know. I'm not a child. I don't talk to children. But... Um, like, you said that really weird. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> Teen movie, right? So there's like a romantic subplot in the first one. And there's not in this one. I'm not saying everything has to map one-to-one, but like maybe there's a good reason for that. I'm not saying it's like a value judgment. It just seems strange that that doesn't seem to be present in really any kids' movies that as a weird adult, I see a lot of. Yeah, I feel like that's something they've moved away from. Yeah. But I feel like it's... Uh, a lot I'm not of blaming times, this movie because it's, it's like a shift, right? Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. It's 
puts too much value on kids that like you you're not worth anything on your own it's like you got to find this other person kind of thing and they're moving more into like empowering on their own for our entire life we've seen that like heteronormative relationships are the most important thing that are possible and you know you can't try to explore like gay relationships in a kid's movie or everyone lose their mind so like what's the middle ground there is like let's focus on friendship and like oh by the way also some relationships are kind of shitty like we're gonna quietly push that off to the side and not mention anything about it but like it's kind of also there I don't know. It's it's kind yeah. of an interesting middle ground, I think. Yeah, I think the, the way I introduced this topic made it seem like I had negative feelings about it. But I was just saying, like, marking a, a pretty distinct shift in the 29 years between the movies. Because I feel like it's very not unusual for there to not be that kind of plot in these movies mm. today. And yeah, like you said, it's focused more on friendship and, you know, apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> they apologize to their friends. The friend apologizes back. The witch apologizes to them. I think it also covers a probably important topic for younger kids, especially knowing how like even our friends were in high school that like sometimes you get so caught up in a relationship that you forget about your friendships. And yeah. like that's not something we've seen covered before. No, I, that I think happens that in is, high school a lot. I think it's just a, a very important, a fairly important message, at least. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think that was all right on. All right. Yeah. Hmm. Unless Greg disagrees. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> It's the only married one in the room. I don't know why I'm finding it so hard to just talk about what happens in the movie. But <laughs> One thing I thought, well, actually, one thing that I don't know what to think about is what is going on with the girls? They get the, like, they buy the crystals from the gift shop and they do. Well, they're the- virgins. <laughs> Did, was that not explained enough times for you? Oh. <laughs> no, but like, why, like, it, it, what are they supposed to be? What, what, why are they doing this? They're, they're just like... They're into it. It's like their thing. They're like LARPing, kind of. Yeah. Okay. It, but like a, a lot of people do that nowadays is like... A, it's really hard to put into words. I don't think... There's a lot of people that practice witchcraft and there's a small sect that think they're actually doing witchcraft and there's another larger population that feels like they're finding comfort in rituals that are helping them self-actualize or whatever but it's not actually doing magic it's if i put these positive thoughts into the world and if i perform these rituals it brings me comfort and it will help me build a better future does that make sense it's like mindfulness yeah it's it's just another like if like humans we develop religion for a reason because the rituals and stuff bring us comfort and if you recognize that as a logical person and you want to just do something for fun that is still a ritual it's another outlet for people to turn to. And I, I think that's the way they were practicing witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was like, they're just nerd. This is the thing that they're nerdy about. That, that's it. They're, they're like nerds, but it's about this. Same line of thought. I yeah. think I'm more referring to like adults, but yes, as kids, yeah. they were probably, and I think when they get older, they'll probably yeah, phase out. But I mean, as you know, they're coming of age in Salem and this is like a, a cultural thing for where they grew up and in the world of this movie, a real thing that some people remember seeing happening just a few decades ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm sure like those kids woke up and they were like, wait, how did I end up 30 miles from my house in front of this person's house in the woods? You know, my dad knows one of the kids in that scene when they're all walking. There you go. 
My dad was a teacher, well, and like one of the kids in his class was in that scene. Well, it's funny you say that because like people I work with, they had their children in as extras in uh, the magic shop scene for Hocus Pocus too. Because sure, it was, yeah, it was filmed, filmed in Newport. Yeah, filmed in Newport. They did some filming in uh, College Hill in Providence. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. I had a friend that um, did the jack o' lanterns for the spectacular like every year, and they oh, had her nice. carve all the pumpkins for it. Oh, oh cool. nice. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen her work probably then. They do they make good pumpkins for that thing. Um and Citizens Bank pays for it. Shell hashtag ad. <laughs> Legally we have to say hashtag ad. See, before I just said a bank, but yeah. you gotta mm, I'm just saying shell. you're giving me shit and it's actually relevant to the podcast. He also has a hat on that says one percent. <laughs> <laughs> my my keychain is also from Citizens Bank. They give me swag, I'm using it. <laughs> I don't like your born to foreclose back that you have. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. In this movie, <laughs> one of the kids is a witch. It turns out she has some innate ability to do witchcraft. Um, I suppose setting it up for a sequel, but to be fair, the first movie is set up for a sequel too. With the eye opening on the book at the end, it takes them 29 years. Where does she get her powers? <laughs> Well, this is going to be a one-star movie for me because they don't really specify. That, it still bothered me. I, I didn't get, I wasn't able to sleep last night. Yeah, just tossing and turning. God damn it, they forgot to explain this. Um, yeah, so she finds out, like much like Harry Potter, in a moment of trying to escape, just does some magic. Mm. Um, and then later on, she starts shooting some lightning bolts. And uh, that's that's kind of what witchcraft looks like in this. And then there's some chanting, too. She has her own coven. It's friends. <laughs> Who are not witches. <laughs> Who are not witches, but the power of friendship will conquer, et cetera, et cetera. You yeah. keep looking like you want to say it. That's why I keep I don't know. I, I just didn't particularly like that she was a witch. Those odd. Yeah, it does sort of blunt the whole, like, the kids in the first movie have to come up with a way to not die. But she it just has like similar powers to the thing she's fighting in this movie. Can your coven be just normal people? I feel like that doesn't... So I was going down that line of thought, but when I think back to the first movie, the other two didn't really do magic. Oh, they went on the brooms, and I guess she had the, the same... Fire their lightning and oh, shit, did they? Right? Okay. Right. Or is that just from the second one? I did watch it. That's just the second one. But they do stuff because Sarah um sings the song that enchants yeah. all the, okay. the kids. Mary can sniff out children, too. Mm-hmm. That's like her power. Well, I assume through the power of friendship, anything is possible. They <laughs> made it like seem a little different with the little beginning of the second one. But I assumed like anyone could be a witch after seeing the first. It was just like you have to go learn spells and be evil. If you're really into it. Yeah, I feel bad for her friend who's like been with her every step of the way who can't do magic. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sucker. Didn't believe enough. I just thought maybe she's not 16 yet because they made like a big point of it. They had to be 16. Nah, that's a theory. That's a theory. Oh, yeah. That is a dynamic that they in- introduce in the second movie, right? If they made a point, to, I mean, Chekhov's gun, right? I don't know. It's got to advance the plot forward. You think it was a gun? I think it was a gun. How long? (laughs) A gun? At what point did you guys realize that? I got powers too, witch. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Knock you right off your broom. I watched the shit out of that movie. Yeah. At what point did you guys realize that the spell was going to kill her sisters? 
like immediately. Yeah. Right. Well, immediately. It's yeah. like, it's going to take but, what you love the most. Oh, you only love two things at most. Or just like, I mean the whole, even the, the, the prologue, every step of the way, they're like, Oh, book doesn't like to do that one. You got to read the directions, make sure you read the directions. So you're like, okay, unintended consequences. And then it takes the thing you like most. It's like, well, she only likes one thing. So. <laughs> I, I now I'm kind of wishing it was the thing you liked the most. It took one sister, and then the other one would have been left like wicked pissed off. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Which which sister would it be? <laughs> hmm. They don't that have like, been really the funny. best relationship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I thought it it, it was uh, either that or she was going to end up super old, but I I don't think that made as much sense. What's the the lady who plays like? The like the prime witch that they see in the woods at the beginning of Hocus Pocus Two. Mm-hmm. Was it Hannah Waddingham? She's in Ted Lasso. She's won a couple Emmys now, I think. Um, yeah, she was also in Game of Thrones. Yes, she was oh. the shame. Yeah, done. She was oh, the awesome. Cersei. The was one. she Cersei or the she person was, doing the, one the person doing it? Yeah. Oh, um, that person was old. Uh, yeah, yeah Hannah Hannah Waddingham. Mm. I loved that they got on Roombas. I thought that was uh, incredible. I, I loved it. I don't know. I'm sorry. It was a little, it was a yeah. Little... So, yeah call, calling back to the fact that she uses a vacuum in the first one. That's mm-hmm. where one of the really rude sound effects happens. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I was like, when that happened, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. I was like, oh, but I, I was like, oh, it's just like a little silly thing. But then the fact that they come back later as like a key plot point, I was like, okay, they're important too. It's pretty great. That that started happening. My mom goes, they're going to suck up all the salt. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, too, because when, uh, they were, yeah, they are. when they were looking for brooms, I was watching it with like Will and Sarah, and Sarah kept saying, like, they're going to ride on Roombas. They're going to ride on Roombas. They're, and then, like, as soon as they introduced the Roombas, she, like, lost her shit. So it just it made it a lot more, like, I don't know, fun. Did she steal those Roombas? I think she stole the Roombas. They're yeah. very expensive. They're very expensive. <laughs> you think she purchased them? I don't know. Um, they don't have money. Well, she said that she talked to some guy there, right? About the Roombas who told yeah. her about the Roombas. Yeah, to figure out like where they were in the store. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you, you, some of us at least have worked retail. You don't actually stop people from stealing. No. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a big liability. You have to let them steal and then tell someone about it later. <laughs> I wouldn't even tell later. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. No, yeah, it never had it happen to me. But it's like that meme where, like, you know, you could kill someone in Walmart, and the Walmart employees would just not do anything about it. No, because they don't want to get killed. Right. <laughs> they get. They don't have enough. They don't get Nobody paid, gets enough. paid enough. Like, for that. yeah, yeah. At Old Navy, so we had a, a specific loss prevention guy, and he would just like he was probably like six one, and you know, like very large and he would just wear a baseball cap that he'd pull over his eyes in like a regular baseball shirt. And then he just like skulk around in the woman's section. Yep. And it's like, could you be any more conspicuous? Like you are very clearly security for this store. Like at least go to the men's section, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. He didn't catch anyone ever. <laughs> no, but it's, it's sometimes maybe he deterred. I'm sure. Something, but I mean, any, mm. Clothing stores probably not, but but I, the big box stores have so much shrink that it's it is just what it is for them. That's why Walmart is so litigious. Mm. If you steal anything from them, even if it's like under five dollars, they try and get you arrested. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, back to the movie that we apparently <laughs> are. So Tony hails in line for a caramel apple. 
<laughs> he gets pulled away by his father duties. Um, this is around when the, the dance sequence happens. Mm. There's the drag queens that are all dressed up like the Sanderson sisters. Thought that was actually like a Hilarious. decent sequence. I don't know. The song choice, like I, I wish it was spell related. And it, it just seemed a little too on the nose to be like, we got to find someone. So we're going to sing a song about like getting someone mm. find, find you and get you. I don't know. I just like one more. They didn't get him though, right? They just found him <laughs> and then they left. They didn't find him either. He found them. I mean, mm. I guess, but. Well, okay. Right? <laughs> Partial credit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They found his house. <laughs> they found his house. And, then and he... they do just need his blood. So they find the daughter. Well, no, yeah. I mean, like, like the, the flash mob, right? They, 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 they danced up to him and they found him and then they were like, oh. Oh, right. Found yeah. you. But that was it. Right. That was all the witches had him do was just find him. Yeah. Did, did, did she just say find him? <laughs> So I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you. Get you. Get you. Get they you. They didn't get him. They didn't get him. No, no, that's what she's saying. But I think in the end she says like find him or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so they just found him. They found him. It's a bad yeah. spell. By the time they find him, are they already trapped in the salt circle? They're stupid witches. <laughs> it's hard to control. No, them. because when they're trapped in the salt circles, like when he shows up at home. Oh right. And he's like, what are these people doing in my garage? Doesn't know. But then he goes back, and that's when the flash mob happens, right? Because he comes home because he's to like ground his daughter, and then he goes back. Mm. But but when we actually see him and them in the salt circle, that's the second time he's come back at that. Point. Yeah, that's after the flash mob finds him. You're right, because he's like, I bought this terrible carrot candy yeah. apple, and he's like, There's these at Walgreens. <laughs> these people <laughs> in my at, at my friendly local Walgreens, <laughs> <laughs> and he gives gives the cross streets and says like their daily specials. <laughs> And then he's like, and these weirdos are in my garage, and I'm not going to deal with that. I'll just go sit in the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay, I guess, kids, this is on you. So someone from the flash mob stole his candy apple? Yes. Yes. Why? <laughs> they were trying to get for, him. I don't know, missed. for comedy. That was probably a punch-up in one of the drafts of the It was part of the, of the spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make him sad first. <laughs> um, so there's a moment that I'm trying to place, and, and obviously these are all blending together, but when they first get, when the two main girls get to the friend's house, and she's like, oh, you told my dad I was having a party, and now we're mad at you. And um, they look out on the street, and they just see one of the witches just chasing the boyfriend down the street, and they're like, mm, we better get inside. <laughs> it's just like, this feels like, a for him, such an active, like, Life and death scenario, and they're just like, "Well, we got to go form a plan." <laughs> it just feels like it just feels strange to me. Come on, man! You you give witches shit all the time. Here's your chance. Go fight them. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not saying it's like a plot. Like you know, I'm not gonna ring a bell and be like, mm, "There's a plot hole." But I'm just like, it just it was just weird reaction for those characters to have to see an actual witch trying to murder one of their boyfriends. They're like, "Oh, we got to go talk." <laughs> I. I actually like that part, just kind of like Winifred's joke about, oh, we just got lucky. We happen to find the village idiot as she's like chasing him. <laughs> she's not wrong. That guy was dumb. He was very dumb. He was dumber than the witches. <laughs> he was also like the only person who lives in Salem that's somehow like worried about witchcraft. That seemed odd to me. Like, how have you gotten through life, man, that you're like freaked out by like random nonsense? I don't know. Yeah. You live in Salem. 
Yeah, well, you know, he's a teenager. He didn't get to pick where he lives. That's fair. Oh, in the first movie, I wanted to ask, do they ever say, I'm not, again, it's not a plot hole. I'm just curious. Do they ever say why? We can't why go they, back. We said we were done. I make the rules. Um, do they ever say why they moved to Salem from California? No. Okay. I was very curious about that. <laughs> I cannot imagine what opportunities arrive in Salem that don't exist. Yeah, in I'm California. saying I, it's not a problem for me. I was just made a mental note that I don't remember if they were like, well, ever since dad got the job transfer. Whatever. It was very funny watching it as an adult, though, too, because I love that he was like, all right, Mr. Laidback, California. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was just like a big punchline for a very long time in the 90s. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Switching gears. Record scratch. Back to the second movie. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm going to edit that into the first part. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what else do we want to say about Hocus Pocus 2? Because it's pretty simple story-wise. Once they come back, they kind of just run around and then leave. I appreciated that they didn't try to bring back the original characters for it. Like, mm. you know, not the witches, obviously. But, like, they didn't try to, like, oh, look, they're here as adults and they're, you know, here to help. Or mm. and I feel like it didn't, it was nice that it didn't mirror the first one either. That it was, like, a totally separate story. I appreciated that. Um, I feel like that they don't do that often. Halloween Ends features... Uh, Kyle Richards, who plays Lindsay, the little girl in the first movie. She's just like the local bartender in the new trilogy of Halloween movies. Um, and it doesn't add a lot to the story. <laughs> so I see what you mean. But I do think that was kind of odd because that feels like an easy sort of like people posting about it on Twitter and Instagram kind of moment that I'm surprised they didn't take that. Launching the movie, I would have bet good money that they were witches were going to come back to life and have to try to make the life potion again. So it was nice that they come back and they're like, the life potion... That was worked really poorly. We're doing something else. <laughs> the magic of maximum. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you got to learn and adapt, right? So. Yeah. So I do agree because I feel like the easy way out would have just been like, okay, they're back. They're going to try to make the life potion again. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're just thinking of these legacy sequels. Um, you know, the Ghostbusters one that it's been the statute of limitations is up. The original Ghostbusters come back at the end and like help them defeat ghosts. Mm. Um, and it's like really embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah, it sounds very embarrassing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know if we need like it, it's weird that there's not like a I don't even know. I guess it's not weird, but I, I would expect there to be like some reference to. You know, maybe one of the teens is like a teacher at the school and like, oh, yeah, he's he and his wife are really happy. <laughs> they they go all out for Halloween. They always have the best decorations. You just figure they throw into something like that. You know, mm. I'm I didn't need it. I was just would have expected that. Mm-hmm. So I guess good on them for. Yeah, I did, too. So I was it was kind of refreshing that that didn't happen. Yeah. Although, to be fair, after, like, what, 30 years of Sanderson sister dress-ups, I don't even think you'd be able to recognize them if they did come back. <laughs> it's like, right. I'm not going to chase these random people down the street. They're probably just some cosplayers that did good this yeah. year. Yeah, the, the MC assumes that they are in drag, which is fun. <laughs> it is very fun. Yes. They are wearing a lot of caked-on makeup. Yes. So yep. That makes sense. Um, What do you guys think about, like, the Legacy sequel thing in general? Because In horror especially, there's a lot of them. Just... You know, this year between Scream and Halloween, uh, the Hellraiser reboot just came out. It's not as like much of a direct sequel with like original characters and shit, but I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I don't usually like them, to be honest. Yeah. I feel like 
first of all, I feel like a lot of like more often than not, they're not good. Um, I feel like they're usually like they can't mimic the originals enough or they're trying too much. It never usually works. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like it always bums me out because like I especially if I've already seen this stuff, um, if it's something I saw and really liked, then I'm like, you're going to ruin it. And if not, I'm always like, well, why can't I just have something new? I didn't see this the first time because it didn't interest me. Like, we, we, we're out of ideas. Like, give me something else. That's what I was, like, it's always been so weird to me that they always feel like they have to make these weird, like, connections where it's like, you already did the work of building the world. Now tell a new story. That's yeah. all you, like, we know the backstory. You can get more detailed. You don't have to do, like, a here's how Superman or here's how Batman got his power. You know what I mean? Like, you can just Batman, go. Batman and, doesn't have powers. <laughs> here's how Batman. Batman's parents died. Sorry, you know. Like, <laughs> Here's how pa- Batman got his uh, money. Here's how Batman's parents got their dead. Yeah, it's, but like, you don't need to do that. You don't need to keep retelling those parts. Like, you already have the world built. You can just go and make an original story, and we'll know yeah. all of the backstory. I don't know. Yeah, I and I guess the I mean the big example, not that it's horror, but it's the Star Wars trilogy, uh, the sequel trilogy, where Force Awakens does have to map kind of one to one to the first Star Wars movie. Um, and not, you know, it's the same things are happening in just different settings, but it is like, at, at this point, this person on the sand planet is going to do this. And then there's going to be an X-wing fight around this kind of contraption. And it does this. And there's a planet killing big laser thing on a base. You know, I, I should have mentioned in the beginning, but I've also been watching Andor and that's why I love Andor. It's basically mm-hmm. like Rogue One where it's, there's no connection to the other movies it's just here's a group of people that are trying to fight the empire none of them are jedi none of them are connected to anyone no one's the emperor's niece or whatever like they're just uh you know doing a yep. doing a new star wars story in the star wars world which is fun yeah, i think the scream movie that came out this year back in like january so it barely feels like this year did a pretty good job of like all the scream movies do having a character call out the plot conventions that they're like emulating or making fun of or subverting in uh i think they they refer to them as requels i think legacy sequels legacy sequels is kind of one out in popular parlance but yeah it's is it always necessary only if you do something different so i think hocus pocus 2 has different character dynamics and doesn't do just sort of an approximation of the same plot so at least it has that going for it yeah i agree okay (laughs) Good. What did you think, Jordan? I feel yeah. like you, you haven't. I feel like it probably falls more on the side of uh, one of those sequels that cheapens the first one a little bit. But I, I mean, I still liked it. I was it was still fun to watch like Bette Midler and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. And I don't know the other lady's name, but yeah. it was fun to watch them come back. Um, yeah. Yeah. I get to do this after. Yeah. What did you feel like cheapened it? It just was not, I think, one of those sequels that was better than. Oh. Or no, not even necessarily better, but it just like, not additive. Yeah, it yeah. was the story was not really great. Um, I don't it's know. Fair. Yeah, I, yeah, it almost feels like it's serving as a jumping off point for them to follow this girl who has magic powers to the next Hocus Pocus movie. I could certainly see that without yeah, having to pay serious. like the established, more famous people. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. It does kind of feel like they killed off the more famous people to not have to. Yeah, that's 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 the cynical look. But hey, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But you're probably right on that. (laughs) Hocus Pocus 3 will be like, we have 
You have an op- amazing opportunity to go ply your craft and learn how to be the best witch you can and at Walmart. <laughs> and it's a big, and it's like an hour of her just like doing magic in a Walmart. You know, Walmart has all of your locally sourced witchcraft needs. It's kind of crazy. You can go down to your witchcraft I aisle. love my Walgreens, but if I need all the things I'm going to need to become the best witch I can, we got to go to Walmart. <laughs> Have you been using those small businesses that mm. the owner has you unexpectedly summon witches to kill you? Come to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that shit here. No black can fl- flame candles here. No. Um. Anyway, so uh, that it looks like we've written Hocus Pocus three in addition. So we've gone way <laughs> over our prompt. Cobweb's a good name for a cat. Mm. Mm. It's no Thackeray Binks. <laughs> Zachary Beans? Yeah, Zachary Beans. That's what it sounds like she's saying. Binks uh, is a good name for a cat, though. Binks is pretty good. I like how Bette Miller says book. I don't have anything oh. analytically to add. Mm. Yeah. I did like the book as a character. Book's I'm, good. I'm glad that he has his own, like, opinions. I don't know. <laughs> it, it stands out even more in the second one that they all just call it book, yeah. not like the book. I don't know. I like that. It's weird that it's made of human skin, like, that they... Yeah, don't worry about it. A couple times, yeah. It's kind of yeah. high. <laughs> she like walks home with it at the end. Like the epilogue is her like walking away with the thing, and I'm like, "You're just gonna bring that home?" Be like, "Yeah, I brought home this book made out of human flesh." <laughs> Historically accurate. There's quite a few books that have been made out of human skin. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. it is. It's gross. Especially because they're like kind of affectionate towards it at the end, you know. They're like, "Oh boy," yeah. and I'm like, "This is made of dead people." This is Are this is the though? Necronomicon. <laughs> like, you have to clear it with your parents before you bring the Necronomicon home. Um, witches don't. Witches yeah. ain't got no rules. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be impossible to control for those parents. <laughs> Does she have parents? Like in the movie? No. Mm. Mm. I think so. Yeah. Again, there was just so much more family dynamic stuff in the first one. Mm. I really like the Walgreens, the selfie in the filter, them thinking they were young. That's funny, yeah. Yeah. In general, I like movies where people come back and are exposed to modern society from the past. And just like, yeah. That was was like the best parts of both movies, honestly. Yeah. 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 Them not knowing what roads are. Yeah. (laughs) They can extrapolate from what they previously knew about roads. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the way they talk is funny too. I really like it. Well, it they knew funny. what a driver's permit was. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. come on, yeah. we don't do that here. <laughs> they knew what a driver's permit that the bus boy was a mortal. I don't even know what they called him. Mortal bus boy, Fer- ferryman, or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way they talk is like the best part. Yeah. Somebody needs to make a good time traveling movie. Somebody comes from the past and just has to figure things out. They've, they have the, the night before Christmas, Robbie. The thing. <laughs> See that? Wait, is the thing? Yeah, it's someone who's been frozen for like ten thousand years. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they got to figure things out. Wait. <laughs> yeah, and they have very different like cultural customs at after yeah. ten thousand years, and they are not acceptable anymore. <laughs> they're they're pretty good at adapting, though. <laughs> yeah, a, they can really assimilate into any kind of society, in my opinion. He's just a shapeshifter alien that eats people. He doesn't eat people. It absorbs and becomes them no oh. what happens to the person they're absorbed they're we talked about that in the episode it's not ex- entirely 100 percent clear interesting okay i've listened to it but yeah so you got the thing or um 
the night before Christmas are your options. All right, so uh, every episode we'll give ratings, and this time we'll give two of them, and I'll put them up on our show's Letterboxd page. That's late to the movies, the number two, on Letterboxd. Just search it, follow it. On a scale of one to five, on any scale of your choosing, except for stars, it can't be stars, and you can go up by by 0.5. Lowest you can do is 0.5, so between 0.5 and 5, going up by halves. We can do, you know, one and the other one. I'll put up posts for each one on Letterboxd. I'd give them both three three dead man's toes out of five. You gotta pick different... No, you don't have to pick different skills. Three dead man's toes, okay. First one, Hocus Pocus. I'm gonna give it a three out of five squished cats. And um, the second one, Hocus Pocus 2, will get two and a half out of five witch crystals. All right, the first one for me will get uh, four brooms. And then the second one for me will get uh, two and a half Roombas. <laughs> I feel like if you do like a, a equivalency scale, that's like the same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it pairs of Roombas? Because that's no. actually more. No, just two and a half. Yeah, Hocus Pocus one for me. Watching it this time, I remember it is actually pretty good. It's fine. It's better than fine. The second one I think is just kind of fine. So I am also going to do different numbers. So the for Hocus Pocus 1, I'm going to go three and a half uh, inappropriate bus drivers. <laughs> nice. And on Hocus Pocus 2, um, two and a half inappropriate mares. Okay. All right. I'll give Hocus Pocus 1 three stolen shoes. <laughs> nice. Out of five. And then Hocus Pocus 2 will be... What you're offended? Why? Yeah. Why are you upset? You have to have an even number of shoes. <laughs> no, that's why I picked it. I, I want him to walk home weird. <laughs> um, it'll be two and a half um stolen candy apples out of uh, five. Yeah, there you go. He's so mad about that candy apple. <laughs> Indignant I, that he has to eat a trash candy apple afterwards. I think the reason why they got the same score for me is just because of how much I love Buster uh, Hale. I forgot his Tony Hale. Yeah. Tony Hale, but from Arrested Development, I just everything he did in that movie, I, I laugh so hard. I don't know. Have you ever watched Veep? No, is he's, he? In he's Veep? great on Veep. Yeah. Oh man, I just like him as an actor so much. Yeah, check out Veep. So, with a recommendation to watch something else, um, <laughs> I'd I had fun with both of them though. I I feel like this was coming off negative quite often in this episode. But that's just because I'm really tired and I'm wearing Greg's headphones <laughs> and I sound angrier to me through the head these headphones. You always sound like that. It's a oh, shit. Loop. <laughs> it's a feedback loop. That's, that's what's happened. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Hey, that's our episode on the Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Uh, uh, Hocus du- Pocus. <laughs> yeah. Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Ho- no, it's like attorneys general. It's Hokey Pocuses. It's <laughs> Hokey Pokies. It's Hokey Pokies. <laughs> That's totally, it for the hokey pokey. in the third one, they turn themselves about, you know? <laughs> well, you can turn yourselves around and stop listening, but not yet, because I got a plug that you can listen to us on Podbeans, and that's it. Wait, I'm seeing here also Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, other places too, probably. Um, on our T on our tea Public page, as I've we I've been putting them on the dark web. Uh, dark web. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, that's the best place to listen. The dark web, <laughs> at least this month when we're doing Spook'em Ups. Um, I didn't mention that this is called Spook'em Up Month in the last episode, so people are going to think I softened on it, but I'm still very, very much in favor of that name. Anyway, so um, I think I told you, Noah bought his t-shirt with your face on it. He was wearing it in the last episode. Uh, if you'd like to be like Noah, which is to say a good person who is going to heaven. Um, <laughs> Not a witch. I'm just saying, if you want to be like Noah and Thackeray and Emily, um, <laughs> go on Public and buy a shirt with Greg's face on it or the one that doesn't have Greg's face on it. But if you do that, you have to buy more. Um, <laughs> Data's been showing we got a lot of the evangelical crowd watching, so yeah. we want to market to them. <laughs> Uh, for, you know, the, the fine print, I, I can't promise that you're going to go to heaven or not based on whether or not you buy merch for this podcast. So you can also email Noah, tell him how much you're excited to go to heaven with him at um, <laughs> late to the movies at gmail.com. That's the number two. Uh, ben, if Joel Austin can do it, you can too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else I usually say? It's been a very, very messy episode. Uh, it's going to be a but an awful, awful time editing. <laughs> Not excited for that part. So let's end it now while we still can. I got like 40 more minutes of material I want to get in there. Considering everyone's just like, yeah, it's fine for the first like five minutes. What I watch? I don't know. I watched a movie. <laughs> you want? Well, you want me to talk, talk to you about Shawshank Redemption? I no. add another hour on. No, I don't. I want you to watch more interesting. No, I'm kidding. We'll, we'll just do Shawshank eventually, probably. So don't talk about it yet. Um, oh God, we're, you're, you're tricking me into monologuing. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, call me monologue. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, magic to mystic. Uh, fucking. It put, it put you magic of mystica. I'll show you how the words are spelled. I can't. Remember. I no longer put a spell on you, so now you're gone because you're leaving. Bye. Oh, thanks for being on the podcast, guys. So yeah, Ray, Greg, Jordan, Robbie, right? Robbie, it's Robbie. Robbie, yeah. <laughs> you haven't had to legally change your name to Citizens yet. <laughs> well, it's it's Rob Citizens, but yeah. <laughs> Rob Citizens. <laughs> oh, sneaky, sneaky bank. <laughs> Maybe the the in the first movie, the guy's last name is Denison. <laughs> so basically, you know, oh, fuck, we gotta end the fucking podcast, guys. Stop it! <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Um, fly. Don't light the black flame candle, or we'll come back. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make. Please, us, please let us rest. You virgins. <laughs> All right, because they can't light it if they're not virgins. No, yeah. So anyone listening to this podcast is in the clear. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>